This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Whole Dish blog and food writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. You can find it online at mailtribune.com forward slash podcasts and read my blog, The Whole Dish, at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. In anticipation of Thanksgiving and the holiday season in general, my blog and podcast have been sources over the past week for some easy make-ahead appetizer and side dish ideas. Essentially, things that can be frozen and pulled out of the freezer at the last minute. And I kind of laugh because I interviewed a fun, long-time expert in hospitality locally, Platon Manthiakis with Jacksonville Inn. And he is a big proponent of stashing things away in the freezer as you have time to make them. And then on the big day, you pull them out and you look like this magician who just has to make a salad, in his words. And those can be seen in my story in the Mail Tribune's annual holiday guide about holiday entertaining. So I was offering some holiday entertaining ideas of my own, including a sweet potato praline topped casserole in my previous podcast that was posted on November 16th under the headline, Make Sweet Potatoes Ahead and Ease Holiday Stress. This casserole, a longtime family favorite, is a recipe that can be made in two eight by eight baking dishes. The idea being one or both of those can be frozen. Make both ahead of the Thanksgiving feast. Keep one in the freezer until close to Christmas and you've got the whole holiday season covered almost. Another one of my favorite ideas, and you know that these freeze well because you see them in freezer sections at grocery stores, and that's baked brie, kind of dressed up with puff pastry and nuts and fruit sometimes. This version is a recipe from Martha Stewart, and it was posted to my blog on November 18th under the headline, Bake Brie with Pastry Pecans for Seasons Feasts. And the great thing about actually making it yourself rather than buying a prepackaged version is it's guaranteed to be fresher, even if you are going to keep it in the freezer for a week or two. You know what's in it, exactly what's in it. Puff pastry, pecans, some brown sugar, and that's it. For this particular recipe, there is a little bit of egg yolk and a little bit of heavy cream to just brush on top as it's baking. But that's a really, really great idea for an easy make-ahead appetizer. And of course, it's so delicious with the Rogue Valley's pears, particularly the famed Camise pears popular around the holidays. So check that one out at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. I thought I would share another family favorite recipe for holiday entertaining that also freezes well, provided it's sort of done in two parts. This is essentially a savory cream puff or what some people refer to as a gougere. It's a traditional French pastry. My family, by virtue of coming upon the recipe through years in the restaurant industry and catering, has an Americanized take on it called savory puffs. And it uses not quite such gourmet ingredients as the traditional French gougere, but it is still so good. 
I could eat a dozen of these all on my own. And we have to make them every year because of that. Not not just me eating my dozen, but everyone else and make at least a double batch. They're so delicious. This recipe makes 30 and it was posted to my blog on December 7th, 2010 under the headline, when not spoon feeding sickies fill savory puffs. There's a little bit of a backstory to that. I got sick when I was due to host a party and because I didn't want to cook anything and, you know, expose anyone to my germs, I actually ended up purchasing all my appetizers instead of making them. But because I was dying to have these savory puffs, I had to make them basically a week later, (laughs) just just for myself. Like they're that good, as I said. There's also another recipe for gougeres that I posted years later on December 12th, 2014, under the headline Gobble Gougere as Appetizers or with Light Meals. And that's acknowledging that these are very, very popular around the holidays, sort of typical on New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. And actually, they freeze really well. So many people say, I'm certainly willing to give it a try again for how good these are. And you just pull them out of the fridge and very quickly reheat them in in a hot oven, maybe 400 degree oven or so. And they're not as hard to make as people think. Shoe pastry, the same that's used for cream puffs, sort of has this intimidating connotation. And it is really not all that difficult. You do need a stand mixer. If you do not have a stand mixer, it is very difficult to incorporate the eggs into this dough, which is really stiff. So if you lack that, I might caution you against trying this recipe, both for the savory puffs and the gougere. One thing that makes it a little bit easier is having a number 60 scoop, as it's known. It's kind of like the size of a melon baller. It portions out these puffs, this shoe pastry, perfectly into perfect rounds. You can use two spoons, so the directions state in the other recipe that I ran, which was courtesy of the Los Angeles Times, to form like golf ball-sized portions of dough. And this recipe makes two dozen. So they're they're similar in size. These recipes are both on the archives of my blog at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. And the easiest way to find them is to either search in the search field gougere, G-O-U-G-E-R-E-S is one way to find it. I found the other one by searching puffs simply in the search field, or you can select from the drop-down menu on the right-hand side of the page under archives and choose December 2014 and page about midway down. They're posted in reverse order and similarly select December 2010 and page almost to the bottom because that one was posted on December 7th. So I'm going to go ahead with my family's favorite savory puff recipe. And it starts by making the shoe pastry. That calls for three ounces of butter, eight ounces of all-purpose flour, a half a teaspoon garlic powder, four eggs, six ounces of grated Swiss cheese. Gruyere cheese is just a higher quality Swiss type cheese that you certainly could look for and incorporate. Of course, it's more expensive. 
and three ounces finely minced fresh onion. This should be very, very fine. The filling is a pound of cream cheese at room temperature, a quarter cup additional grated Swiss cheese or Gruyere, a teaspoon of finely minced fresh garlic, a third cup finely minced fresh onion, two tablespoons dill, a half a teaspoon old bay seasoning, which is optional. I like it though, and a half a teaspoon ground mustard, which is also optional, but which is very, very delicious. Start by preheating the oven to 350 degrees. In a medium saucepan over medium-high heat, combine the three ounces butter with eight ounces water, which sounds really strange, and bring the mixture to a rolling boil. That's exactly what you want here. In a small bowl, mix the eight ounces flour and the half teaspoon garlic powder, and then all at once add this mixture to the saucepan and stir vigorously. It happens really, really quickly, forming into a stiff ball that pulls away from the sides of the pan. It looks really weird, but keep stirring for just about 30 seconds and it'll just all come together in this big, stiff mass of dough. Remove that from the heat. Transfer the dough to a bowl of a stand mixer, as I mentioned, and start beating it on medium low speed. Crack the four eggs into a small bowl and add them one at a time to the dough, mixing well after each addition to incorporate. And then mix in the six ounces grated Swiss cheese and the three ounces finely minced fresh onion. Prepare a baking sheet with nonstick spray or line it with parchment. If you also have silicone baking mats, you could use those as well. Either using that number 60 scoop, which those are very widely available at restaurant supply stores like Cash and Carry in Medford. I think they're even becoming fairly available at just general big box stores that carry kitchen equipment. Certainly like a specialty kitchen store would have one. Or you can use the two spoons to form a golf ball sized mound of dough. Drop those onto the prepared baking sheet about one inch apart. The portion, if you're not using the scoop as I mentioned, is about a tablespoon. Bake in the preheated 350 degree oven until golden for about 20 to 25 minutes and then allow those to cool. Meanwhile, while they're baking or you can do this afterward, they can certainly have plenty of time to rest before being filled or as I mentioned, they could be put into the freezer once they're cool, the pastry part. I find the best way to do this is probably in a Rubbermaid type container lined with sheets of wax paper. I think that that offers a lot more protection from drying out in the freezer than just a freezer bag. If you're only going to have them in there for maybe a week, you could get away with like a gallon size Ziploc bag. And then when you bring these out, bring them to room temperature. And if you want them warm, you can just reheat them briefly in like a hot oven, like maybe five minutes at 400 degrees. But otherwise, my family would just most often serve these at room temperature. It, certainly if they're stuffed with cheese, you're, you're not going to want these hot. If you're just eating the pastry part as gougere, which again is sort of a tradition all on its own, a lot of people prefer those warm. So to prepare the cheese filling for the savory puffs, in a clean bowl of a stand mixer, combine the pound of cream cheese that's at room temperature 
with the quarter cup grated Swiss or Gruyere cheese, the teaspoon of finely minced fresh garlic, the third cup finely minced fresh onion. And you want this fine because one of the best ways to fill the pastry is to put this cream cheese filling in a pastry bag, or if you don't have a pastry bag, we just use a Ziploc bag and cut a very small hole just in the corner. But it's got to be big enough to let the onion pass through. And you don't want it super huge or it's just way too hard to manage. So you want a really, really fine mince on that garlic and onion. Also into the mixing bowl goes the two tablespoons dill, the half teaspoon Old Bay, and the half teaspoon mustard powder. Mix that on medium speed until combined. Then transfer to a piping bag, as I mentioned, or a resealable plastic food storage bag. And if you're using that, cut one corner to create just an eighth inch hole. It's just the tiniest snip with scissors. It, it's surprising how it can get too large with just very little effort. Then when the puffs are cool, use a sharp paring knife to cut a one inch circle from the top of each, reserving the top. I mean, that looks really nice for presentation, but half the time I just eat the tops as I'm cutting them off because it also looks really pretty if you're piping this in to have that cheese filling sort of sticking out if you want to be more traditional stick those little tops back on and then pipe the filling into each of the puffs again replacing the tops or not depending on how many you've eaten and that makes 30 savory puffs that recipe is originally from the pancake mill restaurant in north end oregon where my mom worked for the vast majority of my childhood and we enjoyed so many good meals over the years and a number of the restaurant's catering specialties, including these. Savory puffs. Try those for your holiday appetizers. You can find the recipe on the archives of my blog at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food and select from the archives on the right-hand side of the page, December 2010, page all the way down to the entry for savory puffs. Also find a recipe for gougeres, which are the more elegant, probably, version of this, this pastry from December 12th, 2014. And again, find it the same way under the archives from the drop-down menu on the right-hand side of the page under the headline Gobble Gougeres as appetizers or with light meals for the next two months or so to come. These get my vote. Find more ideas for holiday entertaining and cooking on my blog, The Whole Dish, mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. And on this podcast at mailtribune.com forward slash podcasts. Thanks for listening to and reading The Whole Dish.